Welcome back, everyone, to what I believe is the sixth time learning together as we go through the guide, the Mona Vuchim. Now, we've seen in the previous chapters that we're going to spend quite a long time on the introductions here. There are four introductions. In many ways, you can see a pattern of four, by the way, across the Mona, the introductions, then the three sections. Um, and the introductions themselves are split into four. And I think we'll see that that will become quite significant as well uh, through the guide. So through the Mona itself. We are in the longest one, which is the second one. We spent quite a few uh, episodes working through it. Um, where we've got to now is that what he's telling us is the whole purpose of the first section of the guide of the Moira is going to be clarifying words in Torah. But in particular, this instead of him writing a book of the book of prophecy, explaining what all the Nevi'im mean by their prophecies and the book of the Chacham explaining what the rabbis mean in their analogies, instead of that, he's going to do it through the style of picking particular words clarifying those words and then other chapters that help fill the whole picture in. And we are now in the Masada of Cook version um, on page Yod, page 10, right-hand column, second paragraph, uh, where he says, based on the 25th chapter, Perich Hofei of Mishle, the Pasuk of Tapuchezov, golden apples, but maskios kosef in silver um, um, plates, dishes, let's say. Dovod dovor alafonov is a matter well-spoken um, uh, on its on its particular matter now, b'sham b'sham borinizeh. Listen carefully, borinizeh. It's a clarification. It's matter. Ashe is kir that he he uses. King Solomon has used a very particular matter for it. Maskios emet apsuchim hamrushasim. These are like um, they're like uh, they're not dishes that are completely covered, but they are um um. Lattices, or, or where you can get, where let's say crisscross of metal. Now, kolayma, what's that mean? Sheish ben mekoymas mechurorim shcherem dakim shcherem dakim oid kamemasa atzorim. They're like made very very skillfully by silversmiths with some parts that are very very thin. Rikai kachem emnesha harois ayveris byim because you can actually see partly through them. You can't see completely through them, right? But they're like um. They are they are partly transparent, partly visible because they're like crisscrosses and gaps. And in the gaps, you can see inside. So if you're using a silver dish like that, you can actually see little glimpses of the gold inside it. Right. Um, so the, the Aramaic translation of Vayashkev, meaning he saw or glanced, is Vayistachi, that, see, that um, I see through kind of thing. Just like the golden apple, in the kind of network of silver, that has these little gaps. That's what the verse means, a word that is well spoken. Just think how brilliant this analogy is. Remember the analogies of the Rambam, light up a fire that allow us to see the truth that is otherwise in front of us. The fishu Oma he says, something that might itself have two ways of, of being seen. Clearly, there's the outer layer, the simple layer. Oh, I just see a silver dish. But if I peer closer, I can see the, the secret. Even the simple level should be beautiful, like silver. It's not fitting to store these golden apples in, in, in a rusty um, tray, right? And therefore, it's not fitting to hide the secrets of Torah in words that are not themselves beautiful. But on the other hand, 
the inside is going to be more beautiful than the outside. So clearly the secrets of Torah are like the gold, more beautiful than the simple level of Torah, which is beautiful like silver. Now this, I think, is in so many ways one of the sentences you could pass over and not understand just how deep this goes. The Rambam is not bringing these analogies for nothing. He says, however, on the outer layer, on the simple layer, you already have the guides to what will be in the deeper layer. Like this golden apple, it's kind of covered in the silver uh, lattice. It says the little holes. If you look without looking at all seriously, without thinking about you might just think, oh, there's probably some silvery things inside that. But if you're focused on a hate, if you're really looking carefully at the silver, but you bow with a very sharp eye, you can already get sense of what's inside there. realizes gold. So too, when you're reading anything on its outer layer, you should be able to understand by studying it well that there's gold here. You should be able to read the rabbinic saying, say, ah, before I even get, just by starting to focus, oh, they use the number 60. Don't they use that in five other places? Oh, there's something going on here of tremendous depth. Oh, the number 40 has appeared in a story. Oh, the color red. Pardon me, that appears elsewhere. There's something happening here. I don't even know what it is, right? And, and this for the Rambam is the key to everything. Everything you ever learn is the outer layer of the next level in. This, you have to, this is, if you miss this, you can miss the entire Marinavachim, the entire guide and, and get lost in thinking, oh, the Rambam just thinks he can't define God in any way and, and, and there's really nothing you can say. And uh, for the Rambam, you can always get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to Hashem, because every outer layer is masking a layer a bit deeper. You can never get all the way there because it's infinite. But you can always get closer and closer. And the more you do, the more you develop and the more you open up. And the whole purpose of everything is this. And that's true of, of, of something that the rabbis will say. It's true of something the prophets will say. It's true of the things the Torah itself will say. And it's true of the pathway to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to Hashem. Every layer is a key to the next layer. And really, already conceals it, but also also reveals it, right? So, um, and you can miss it. You can just think, "Oh, I've got it," and that's it. Um, and that is certainly true for the analogies of the prophets. Yeah, when the prophecies give prophets, when the prophets give prophecies. Sorry, right? Many of their things I'll say, or let's say. Mishle itself, the book of Proverbs, just applying those principles in our lives would lead to a much better society. Things like this, but if you go deeper, but going deep will take you to much, much deeper places. There's two different pathways through any of the prophetic analogies. There are certain times where every single word is teaching you something. And others where it's, it's a generic picture, where the general analogy as a whole, as a single unit, is teaching you about the general picture. Where there you may throw in other words to help paint the picture so that you can sense your way into the analogy but it's not what it's talking about. So you don't need to overread into every single word. You need to overread into the whole picture. 
It's just there to give beauty or to the analogy. So type number one, where every single word means something. And type number two, where, every, where the words are helping paint the picture and the picture means something. even to hide what's going And which one it will choose will be dependent upon the correct, <coughs> the correct teaching. So the vessel will resemble the actual teaching. If the teaching is teaching you about how every single thing in life's got to be important, then, then the vessel will probably do that. I'm making that up, but I think that's what he's saying. Whereas if it's teaching a generic lesson, then there'll be a, a picture that's important, but not necessarily every specifics. But let's see the examples he brings. So the ladder that Yaakov sees in his dream, and this is not for nothing the Rambam is doing this right now. The entire Mora Nebuchadnezzar, the entire guide for the perplexed is the ladder. That I'm telling you now, you can see whether you agree with me or not as you go through it. He will refer to the ladder many, many times explicitly. There's about seven different, six or seven different pieces of Tanakh that he's constantly hinting at and alluding to. And this is one of them. And if you ask me, um, in, my, in my lack of knowledge compared to people who really know this stuff, but I think this is correct. This, and I have asked people bigger than me and people do seem to think this is correct, is that this ladder is the guide. The guide is the ladder. But okay, Sulam Moira Linyan Masuyam. The ladder itself teaches you one thing. Now, it says the ladder, Yaakov has this dream where he sees the ladder in Parashvay Yetzeh. The ladder is rooted in the ground. That's teaching you something else. Its head stretched up to heaven. That's initially just the third thing. Angels are going up and down. That's the fourth thing. When you reveal. Even more than that, there's angels. That's the fourth thing. Going up, that's the fifth thing. In Yechamishi, our Yoridim coming down, sixth thing. Aine Hashem Nitzavalov, Hashem's principle is on it. That's in Yeshvi, a seventh thing. Every single word in this prophetic dream. Now, because it's a prophetic dream and he's seeing it as a prophecy, even though it's in the Torah, you can understand that it's actually meant to be a metaphor, meaning the pictures says, sending something to Yaakov said that he's meant to then understand the, me the message. Anytime a prophet gets a dream according to the Rambam, that's how to understand it. It's encoded. But here, Every word of the dream, every aspect and detail of the dream is teaching a different lesson. And as I'm suggesting to you, the entire guide is climbing that ladder and actually coming down as well. Um, we'll see as we go through it. But I'll give you another example where it's not quite like that. Not every single word is there to teach you something. Basically, uh, so now, so this is this is uh, this is going to be coming out of out of uh, Sefer Mishlei. Let me just read it to you. So, in chapters seven of Proverbs, right, Parakzayin and Mishlei, we have the following. <clears throat> Starting on the sixth, yep, right. So. He's talking about the foreign. A woman who could entrap somebody out the window of my house, bad I looked outside, but saw him and he creates a whole picture. I look outside, I see a fool. Over Bashuk, he's wandering around in the marketplace, it's peanuts, right? Getting trapped by this, this woman who's ensnaring him, Banesha Right, there's kind of a trap in the day, and in the night is much more difficult. And he goes through verse of the whole story of how she entraps him and so on. The Ramam quotes all the Psukim. Sells all the way from, from um 
6 to 21, verse Vav to Chaf Aleph. Now, <clears throat> so, now he says like this. In Yenaklonis, the, the, the uh, picture that you're meant to develop out of all of this, he has horror, milahamshech, acha, ta'anugos, hagufos, v'tavasehem. It's not just about staying away from an adulterous woman or seductress. It's about staying away from all physical temptation. The comparison of the physical material world, that's the cause of all um, our natural temptations. A lot of Bishop Zoyna says that the, the woman of, of uh, ill repute, the Gamesh's ish, who's, who's not only playing the role of a Zoyna, but also is, is married. And the truth is, this, this analogy appears all the way through the Book of Mishnah, Book of Proverbs. And we will a number of times talk about um, the brilliance of this analogy and why it's such a perfect analogy. For example, in, in, in the first section, chapter 17, and other, other chapters as well where the Rambam will explain this. Right? This is a very fundamental principle of the Rambam, another reason why he's bringing it in the introduction. He's only putting in the introduction things that are really, really important. Um, so, and um, clarify also how he finishes at the end of, of Mishle chapter 31, Proverbs 31. This is the Ashes Chayel on the other side, who is the opposite um, of the right way to use the natural world, where it's got where it's used to to, base, to fix the home. On the relationships, right? How actually we could use the natural world to fix all the things that stop us being healthy, to give us the health that we need, physical, mental, and so on, in order to be able to climb the ladder, without which we can't climb the ladder. There's the wrong way to use the physical, there's the right way. That, that is coming out of this analogy. But not every single word is there to teach you another lesson. A person who's not fond of that animal brain drives. Because ultimately the human drives and the physical aspects of us are the same as any other animal. Now that I've given you the secret of what King Solomon is really teaching you, don't go through every single word that's said in the analogy. Right, the beautiful this or the beautiful scenery that's painted there. Don't go through every, that, every single piece of this. Well, why has it got to be the husband's not in the home? And you don't need to worry about every single detail. He calls that it's just to paint the picture. But you need to get your says so beautifully done to paint the right picture. And then once you got the right picture, these are just the way that, that prostitution works. And this is the way that the people who are, who are leading people astray in this area work. This is really, really important. So now, if you find me in any of the chapters in the way, and I give you the general picture of what this analogy is all about, don't then go and say, oh, what's this word used for? What's this word used for? This will take you on to two possibilities. 
Sometimes you get so lost in your own brilliance that you'll actually lose the main uh, point of the analogy. Or they really didn't. You're going to make up stuff that isn't really there. In other words, there may be sometimes where there are extra things, but the Ram was saying not, now's not the time to go into them. Or there may be times where they're not and you're going to make them up and they're going to be wrong. Right, because it's not always the case of the prophet. Sometimes it's to, in order to paint the picture properly, like when a storyteller tells a story, even the Nevi'im will sometimes do that um, to get you in this picture so that you can emotionally connect it properly so that you can learn the lesson. This, this will lead you to go in. It's a very, very popular Arisha. Lots and lots of people overread into things. They want to read things authors never thought about, right? They read into poetry, why did they use this letter or not that, you know, overreading. What you need to understand is this. Now, you need to know what, which one does which, right? Sometimes it is exactly every single word, and sometimes to paint the picture, get the message across. But we should always know your goal should be in majority of analogies, ideas are close. Usually assume it's a general picture. At the very least, you'll be getting the general picture. Sometimes you'll get, for the few times in my words, sometimes I'll just let you realize that certain such and such a thing is an analogy or is teaching something deeper. I won't go further. You should hopefully be able to become clear yourself as to what I mean. Right, that um, like removing a screen from the eye of the, to the person who has seen. That's the end of the second and the main introduction of the Rambam to his Sefer. We get to show me the next one or maybe two sections. We we'll go through the last two introductions, but these introductions themselves are foundations. Don't think he's just introduced his work. He's done in many ways. He's given you everything. He's given us everything here. In many ways, he's given us the ladder. He's even given us the sense <coughs> that, why do you think he just picked to talk about Mishle, about the Proverbs, about this whole issue of the physical, non-physical, how it's seductive? Because that is the thing that in the end holds us back. According to Rambam, you cannot get there with your own head because our attachment to things in the physical world that leads us astray means that our brain is programmed wrongly when we try to understand the divine things. And that's where we're always going to be projecting the wrong things. He'll elaborate on that inside the motor inside the guide. Um, but really speaking, he's given you the fact that we're going to be climbing the ladder. And the thing that's going to hold us back is our attachment to the physical dimension, animalistic things in this world. So it's amazing why he's already covered in here. In a certain sense, in some ways, you could say the entire book's going to be drawing out some of the principles in here. That may, oh, he's also mentioned my celebration, my Um, Possibly that's true, but we'll see. Obviously, there's going to be enormous amount of richness still to come. And with that, we're going to finish this, this episode now.